0: It's Saturday, July 18th. Welcome to a new episode of Bazaar. I'm your host, Sid, and uh, joining me in the studio today is Mega Sareen. Mega, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Hi, Sid. The
1: pleasure is all mine. Thanks for inviting me to the
0: show. Uh, Yeah, so for people who don't know, uh, Mega was the first one to float the idea of a podcast. So, you know, this is basically something that we had planned to do for a long time and I am really excited that we are finally doing this. So, just fingers crossed and let's see how this goes.
1: Thanks a lot, Siddharth. But then I think I should thank you as well because you are the one who brought it into reality.
0: I look forward to have you more on the show. And to just begin the show, you know, we were talking about how this pandemic has really been crazy for retail investors. But legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Bill Ackman and Rakesh Jhunjhunwala were also not spared. They... Took the brunt of the pandemic and it affected everyone not only retail investors but before we go deep into that i want to talk about the investing strategy of warren buffett and the reason i want to do that is because you know a lot of analysts have uh, come out and criticized buffett and the way that he dealt with the entire pandemic and some say that buffett's strategy might be outdated and that he missed out the opportunity to make the most out of this so you know before we draw any conclusions. Let's first understand what is the essence of Buffett's investing strategy and you know whether it holds against the test of time.
1: So that Actually to start with I just want to say that markets right now are far away from reality. Be it the March bloodbath on the street or the biggest rally of all the time. During March it was driven by the fear I would say and now it is uh, by the fact that it is not going to be that bad. I think Warren Buffett has been quite conservative. We cannot deny this and has been quite panned by the analysts for his inactivity. See, coronavirus has redefined uncertainty for everybody, which includes him as well. So I don't think such criticism is anyhow justified.
0: He is a human after all. Yeah, yeah,
1: it is very human. Actually, the the best way to put it is that he is human. Uh, The behavior was very much human. So, I think the situation was unprecedented and like Warren Buffett said, uh, we, we haven't seen times like this, but we have seen times tougher than this. And I believe that any inactivity during such times cannot be perceived as pessimism and not at all as a denial of the fact that long run is positive.
0: Yeah, I agree. And basically, this is just one year that, you know, he he did not capitalize the insane run that the market is witnessing. But you cannot forget that, you know, for the past 50 years, this guy has been crushing the market. And before we dive deeper into, you know, what, what makes him, I think it's very important to understand that, you know, the reason why he's so successful is because the rate at which he consumes financial data is is really amazing. He's a monster. I mean, he he's reading 10Ks, yeah. SEC filings, earnings, call transcripts of dozens of companies and Just his sheer focus is what differentiates him because you see, like when I want to learn about a company, what do I do? I, I read about its annual report or, you know, I do a little bit of industry research. That's it. I mean, I, I don't have more focus than that. But what does Warren Buffett do? He reads the company's annual report for the past 30 years. All right. 30 years. He also reads about the annual reports of all the competitors and of the companies in a completely different industry. So, this, this guy has been consuming data on such a massive level and you know, this is what differentiates him.
1: And you know what, not everybody can do that on a regular basis. I cannot imagine myself uh-huh. uh, like doing all these things daily. And uh, yeah. actually going about his strategy, see Warren Buffett has always advocated value investing. He has always yeah. relied on the fundamentals and focusing on low-level companies and the companies which show high earning growth. He, he has always said that people should not buy stocks, they should buy companies.
0: Mm. That's, that's right.
1: And he, he doesn't uh, pay attention to daily stock prices and see what the analysts are saying. He just cares that whether the price is below its intrinsic value and is it growing and is it actually making money? Uh, this can be actually justified by his recent offloading of airline shares.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, he, he did lose a lot of money on that though. And yeah. so that was a definitive decision, actually.
1: True. Uh, And uh, right now, uh, see, retail investors like us, I'm not targeting anybody, but currently retail investors are entirely investing uh, on basis of price action, completely on basis of price action in the market, which is far away from what Warren Buffet has ever preached. But now one thing we need to consider here is that Warren Buffet is not an investor. He is not at all an investor. He's an owner. See, Investors are people like us, people like you and me who go and put a part of their savings into mutual funds or stocks. With little bit of research we do. <laughs> <laughs> what we call research.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, where does see, Warren Buffet, he buys enough shares to have like a say in the board of the company, to actually see how the company is functioning and to actually participate in it. Whether or not he participates, but he has a right to participate. And when you yeah. invest this kind of money, it takes time to analyze and even more during such uncertain times.
0: Exactly. I mean, see, we, we talked about how much research he does. So that doesn't mean that he's reading everything. He, he knows what he wants to look for. He's gotten so good at this that, you know, he just when he opens the annual report, he knows exactly what, what page he needs to go. So, I mean, whatever analysts say, he is still my all-time favorite investor and, you know, Warren Buffett is the John Wick of the investing world, in my opinion.
1: So that I didn't watch the movie, but I'm sure that they, that's the right analogy. And, and actually, uh, we should uh, talk about something different now that he did put his money to work very recently. Am I right? Yeah. So why don't you tell something about that?
0: Okay, all right. So he didn't put his money to work for the past three months or in the pandemic but in the past week or so there was news that they entered into a deal buying dominion Energy's natural gas pipeline and storage assets so you know berkshire hathaway has this large cash pile of 137 billion dollars and i think the entire investing community is just every year they are just eagerly waiting where this Money is going to be deployed and, you know, how Buffett is going to use that money. So they bought Dominion Energy's natural gas pipeline and storage assets. Not the company, but, you know, that asset of that company. And to put things into perspective, Berkshire Hathaway already has a very strong energy portfolio. And this investment complements that. Plus, you know, this perfectly fits Buffett's criteria. Because, you know, the business offers a regular cash flow and it is very easy to predict. And, you know, analysts predict that the acquired assets have an a bit of around $1 billion. So, that means that Buffett didn't overpay for it and he got a reasonable price. So, that is, you know, what he looks for. And, you know, that's the reason why he actually cracked this deal.
1: Right. But then, uh, if you include the Dominion Energy deal, I think that Berkshire Hathaway made a few days back. Uh, Warren Buffett has been really uh, really quiet in the past three months. He has lost a lot of money though. Uh, and Berkshire has posted a $50 billion Q1 loss, most of which it was unrealized loss, which in Buffet's language is just a meaningless number on the paper. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: Buffet personally, and personally he took a $19 billion hit on, to his network. However, he's still, still he's the seventh richest man in the world with a net worth of $70 billion, still. <laughs> However, uh, buffet uh, he did sell during the pandemic, which is actually against his buy and hold forever strategy. And I would actually want to add that he has he has never said that hold it forever. Analysts are always preaching hold it forever. He has never said it. He only holds the investment till the time it is making money for him, and that is totally justified by his airline decisions. So, he sold the entire stake in the four airline companies and booked the loss of around $7 billion. Moreover, he has been the biggest bear of the airline industry and it just didn't work out for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, if we go back into the 1970s or the 1980s, Buffett was always, you know, he came out and said that, you know, he would never put his money in an airline stock. I don't know what changed in the past five or six years. Maybe it was not his decision because he has he has an investing team also that makes decisions. So we don't really know, you know, whether this was Buffett's own decision or someone else made this decision, but you know, it just didn't work out for him. And I don't think that, you know, he's gonna put money in airlines again. Given how bad the situation is and you know and,
1: and for the airline industry, I totally agree with the decision. My <laughs> my arguments or my Opinions matter, but I still believe that airline as an industry has, has always been very capital intensive because uh, they're they not going out of business, right? Airlines are very important for any economy. So the industry has to survive. Maybe through government aids, it will survive, but
0: it it's will. probably not the best investment out there.
1: Yes, so, right. Yes, yeah. it, it, it is just going to survive, but not thrive.
0: So... Yeah, that, that's really a good way to put it. So just making a pivot here. So we've talked about Warren Buffett, but you know, in the beginning of the show, we were also talking about Bill Ackman and Rakesh Junjunwala. How did they get affected? But there is one name that doesn't make the headlines and a lot of people don't know about this person. He is an investor by the name of Seth Clareman. And according to a New York Times article, you know, he's the most successful and influential investor that you've probably never heard of. And to give you a little bit of perspective, Clareman co-founded a Boston-based hedge fund known as Baupost Group in which he manages around $32 billion in AUM. He's This is very interesting. He's also called the Oracle of Boston because his investment strategies are very similar with those of Warren Buffett. Clareman's stock portfolio, however, declined by a 26%. During the pandemic, because, you know, he there's, no one was insulated from the crash that happened in March. But, you know, that did not stop him. And he took sizable positions into Facebook and Alphabet. They also increased their holdings in HP and eBay. And what's interesting is that, you know, this guy already had the vision. And, you know, they were already prepared for a downturn. In one of the reports that I read, Clareman said that around 30% of Baupost's total portfolio was cash at the end of december so that's that's how seth clearmon performed during the pandemic
1: all right that, that, that's very interesting i guess i guess it does pay to have a great vision but back here in india we cannot forget to talk about our big bull mr junjunwala i think i think recently i read an article about him and ended up in splits reading what he said in an interview uh, about trading and investing and uh, he was like that trading and investing are like mistress and wife. You can't manage them both. And uh, see, I know maybe how notorious this sounds, but this cannot be denied. Rake Sunjanala is one person who has been like extremely optimistic. And in, his, and in his words, the mother of all bull markets have started. He is the one person who actually believes in Indian equities. He has a faith in the Indian economy. Uh, he is a trader and investor and adopts entirely different approaches for both. Uh, I believe as a trader, he is realistic and he himself says this and always keeping his eyes on the price action. Whereas an investor, he look at the bigger picture. This can be a good strategy for us as well.
0: Yeah, I mean for... We cannot for...
1: mix trading and investing, right? We cannot have the same side for both.
0: Exactly. And, you know, you you told me that this guy, he has two different segments in his brain. So, one is for trading, one is for investing. Yeah. And he keeps them so... He manages it so well. You know, this is one of the reasons why he's so successful. But, you know this guy i've never heard anything bad from him about the indian economy he's always so positive so that that you know helps lift the market sentiment i would say
1: actually uh, people like us they look up to him
0: yeah that that's true he, he's yeah. the most influential investor in india and you know if he's saying that a bu- big bull run ahead is there for us i don't think he's joking and we have already seen the market you know rise at a crazy rate and but actually But, you know, I I still feel that we need solid earnings growth to justify the current valuation. That needs to happen before we can actually... I
1: believe believe the valuations are not justified right now. But I think markets are very forward-looking. So maybe uh, it can be justified by the fact that recovery is going to be really fast and the future is very positive.
0: That's true. It will be very interesting. But if I had to break it down to a single investor who is having a party at the end of March... It is Bill Ackman. Let me tell you what he did. He started buying credit default swaps. All right. It's a very technical sort of uh, insurance on his investments. And he started buying these swaps in January and February. And he paid around $27 million for them. All right. We didn't know how, you know, how the pandemic was going to pan out. By March, when the craziness began, these credit default swaps were worth somewhere in the neighborhood of $2.6 billion. And Bill's hedge fund, Pershing Square Capital, then liquidated those positions and used that money to increase stakes in companies like Hilton Hotels, Berkshire Hathaway, Restaurant Brands, Starbucks, and a few more. And what's interesting is that while every other fund out there in the market was getting battered, Ackman's fund delivered a 7.9% gain in the month of March, which is just staggering to me. And, you know, this is how Bill Ackman invests. He, he's very bold. You know, he does the opposite of what everyone else is doing. And, you know, he, he does a lot of research and he's just very brave when he makes his investments. This guy, he made a lot of money apart from Mukesh Ambani in India. I think if you were to look into the US markets, I think Bill Ackman is the guy who, who is really having a party. All right. So to wrap this up, you know, I think the most important question is that like, okay, legends aside, we, we cannot compete with the legendary investors, but as a, as a retail investor, what do you think, you know, should be a retail investors uh, investing strategy in this pandemic, like going forward, you know, what, what should be the strategy or some action points that, you know, retail investors could look into?
1: That I think that uh, when it comes to following the footsteps of such legendary investors, I think they can help in making a good investment decision. But our strategy our strategy should not be entirely based on it. And I think the coming time is all about innovations and consumer demands are changing so fast. You never know when a business becomes irrelevant or la- rather less attractive in such a dynamic environment. And the best example I can think of is OYO.
0: Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: So unlike Warren Buffet's strategy of long-term investing, I don't think the investment span of 10-15 years is exciting anymore. But then in such a precarious time, I completely rely on fundamentals. And as a retail investor, I've always focused majorly on three, four sectors that I understand. And I like reading about. Uh, it is very important to know what is going on. At the end of the day, I believe you cannot have it all. You cannot just have it all. So prioritization is very important. So just going and wandering around and reading about everything and investing in every sector. I think prioritization is very important. You can just keep on increasing your understanding of the sectors over time. But start with three, four sectors. And by fundamentals, I mean focus on the company with strong leadership because at the end of the day, it is people who make the companies, not the company making the people. People who are actually governing the company, who are actually steering the company during such pandemic is very important. So the strong leadership, less debt. The companies which are less leveraged, are at a better position right now and a robust business model and the strength of demand for the products during the post-COVID world. I think the businesses where the demand of the product post-COVID world is going to be good, I think those businesses are a good pick right now. And one person should hold the stock only till the time it matches the reason you bought it for.
0: Definitely, definitely. And uh, I agree about following a bottoms up approach, you know, looking for strong leadership and, you know, less leverage companies that have a robust business model, because I think, you know, these companies are always going to do well, relatively better compared to other companies. And I really like this one factor that you mentioned, you know, about how we have to also look at the strength of the demand for its product in a post COVID world, because this is something that, you know, uh, investors have to keep in mind, you know, because a lot of companies like Oyo, you mentioned, and companies in hospitality, tourism, all those companies are going to be very affected. So it makes sense, you know, if you are very cautious before you invest in such companies, and it makes sense to uh, look for companies with strong leadership. I mean, that's one thing that is very important, you know, the direction that the company is taking. And personally, you know, if I, if I, Think about the time between uh, March and April when, you know, the markets were in a free fall. I think it was uh, March 25th or something when Nifty fell 10%, you know, just minutes after the trading began and the markets were halted. 45 minutes mm-hmm. later, Nifty hit another that, low was,
1: that was one of a kind thing I have, I have ever yeah. witnessed in my life. That was one of a kind thing.
0: I have a very uh, hazy memory of the entire event. But, you know, if you were a retail investor, I think for a split second, you you really were thinking that, you know, this is the end of the market. I mean, that, you know, this is the end. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I also stopped looking at my portfolio back, back in <laughs> March and April only recently i've started looking back at my portfolio so it's it's really been a very you know it's been a roller coaster ride for the investing community and it is something that we'll always remember for the for the time that comes you know we'll always remember this this period as a learning experience in my in my opinion
1: yes i think oh. COVID-19 will definitely have a lasting psychological impact. I totally agree with you on that. And this will actually reflect to consumer demand. Mm. So I think right now the companies should not be judged on the basis of a quarter or a six-month performance. The perspective should be for next two, three years. And at the end of the day, I don't think maybe some of the stocks which are fundamentally strong are performing, are not performing that well right now maybe based on their Q1 or analysts are not very positive about their performance for this year hmm. but the perspective should be for a longer period and they, and at the end of the day siddharth Reliances and Vipros of the world are not going to shut their shops
0: <laughs> that's yeah so
1: we need to keep such things in mind and and the, and in the entire scenario I see telecom as a winner and that is quite evident from the kind of investment Jio has been receiving. See, now I would actually sum up by saying that nobody knows what direction will the market take now. But I still believe it's worth the risk provided one is vigilant. I believe one should invest. If you are an investor, you have been investing for a long time. Or maybe even if you have started a few uh, year back or very recently, you should not miss it. Invest, keep your strategy in place and be vigilant. Be very fast to change. You just cannot stick to a strategy you you should be very quick to change it so i think people should keep their faith intact in the markets and the economy
0: i agree i agree with you i mean you know this point that you mentioned about change i think that is something that you know you'll learn from your own experience it is is something that you know you have to slowly tweak you have to slowly you know just learn from your losses also I, i think you know failure early on if you fail with your investments i think it's a very good thing that happens because you know once you fail, you, you understand that, you know, you, you are not unbreakable. Everyone makes mistakes and the sooner that you learn from them, I think, you know, the more money that you will make in the market. So as a retail investor, I would suggest that, you know, you keep on learning and, you know, place the most importance on your own experience instead of just blindly following what others are doing. Okay, learn from them. But put more importance on your own experience. Because, you know, uh, every every person has a different strategy that works best for them. And it's your own experience that will really help you. So, my personal experience, if you would ask me, you know, has been that if you if you really want to make money in the market, you just need two things which are really important. Buying at the right price and then having the patience to hold on to those investments. And...
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: The longer your money is in the market, the greater are the chances of you generating above average returns. So we don't know how the stock is going to go up or down. We, don't, we, we cannot predict what's going to happen in the future. But the longer money is in the market, the more chances you have of generating greater returns. And uh, so if you had to take just one piece of advice from this podcast, I would say be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful.
1: Yes,
0: very, very, very true. I totally agree with you, that. Yeah. So, Mega, again, uh, it was it was a pleasure to have you on the show, and I remember you mentioning something about you know sector analysis. So, I think yes. I would love to have you back on the show, and maybe we can even have a segment which talks about different sectors. I think it's a very uh, good thing that you know we could do together. So. I'm looking forward to more such wonderful conversations with you. I had a fun time and I'm really happy that we finally were able to do this. So, just just uh, looking forward to more conversations with you.
1: Thank you, Siddharth. Thank you so much. I mean, even I am looking forward to all the things we have thought and actually manifesting them.
0: Uh, guys, that does it for today's episode of Bazaar. People on the show may have certain recommendations to buy or sell securities, but don't buy or sell based on what you hear. Do your own research, you know, dive deep into the annual reports and the company reports before you make any informed decision. Do let us know what you think of the show. You know, it helps us to grow and to, you know, make it more interesting. Our email address is thebazaarpodcast at gmail.com. We can also answer your questions someday. So do reach out to us, have a fun weekend, we will see you next week.